further ado, I'd like to introduce our first person who's giving the message of the... I'd like to introduce our first speaker today, giving his message entitled, So How Do We Deal With This? His name is Ken Barton. I have had a lot of fun working on this. Actually, it wasn't this message. It was another message that just would not come together. <clears throat> so last night I said, okay, Lord, you're not going to let me do that one. I'll do this one. So how many of you guys have heard of the brown M&Ms? Two guys? A while back, there was a band called Van Halen. <laughs> now, when, when somebody is hired to go on a concert by a promoter, okay, the band or, or artist takes out a uh, writer policy that they give to the promoter and it spells out what they want, what they expect and what they will have. And it can be uh, things like the how they uh, mount everything, the weight of the magnets and the speakers, the type of cords that they use, because if you go out there to do a concert, and I don't care who you are, if you've got lousy equipment, it's going to sound lousy, and you're going to get bad reviews, and it could possibly ruin your career. And it, it goes on to cover things like what brand of toilet paper you want in your hotel room or in the back, uh, what water you want to drink. It's very specific, and if they get it wrong, the performer goes home, you pay them everything that you owe them and you pay all the other bills if you're the promoter, and it's all done. So they had a writer, and in it, it specified that there would be large bowls of M&Ms placed around various and specific places in the backstage and in their rooms where they waited to get, get ready, and that there would be no brown M&Ms. Okay. And so people, as we do, made up their minds why that was done. And they decided that obviously it was just an ego gone wild. You know, this guy was really full of himself or this band. <clears throat> and then uh, sometime later, David Lee Roth explained why they did that. You've got to have a litmus test to tell whether or not you are getting what you have bargained for. Okay? So they put that in there. And when they got there, if that was not met, if there were brown M&Ms in those bowls, they probably didn't follow the other things to the letter either, so they would go home. 
Once people found that out, they thought, well, now that's pretty sharp. One little thing, one detail. Find out how they followed the details. <clears throat> My original message that went in with also was on throwaway commandments. Details. Okay, so. How do we deal with all of this? I personally have been having a hard time with all this COVID-19 stuff. I feel the government has been way overstepping its bounds. I feel they are quashing our rights without due process. They do that every now and then. But I also know that we need to listen to and obey God's word. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22 says, Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good and abstain from all appearance of evil. Some would say that that has to do with the church <clears throat> and scripture. I feel that this works well with everything that we may encounter whether it's doctrinal, societal, or what. So how do we deal with the mandates that are being put out? Submission to the authority is big in God's eyes. Because he is the quintessential authority. If we can't learn how to obey the folks here, okay, but I'll cover some more of that later. We will have a problem. So Romans 13 is going to be basically this message. And we'll start at verse 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. That means that we have to have the same attitude toward authority that we do toward God with exception if it's bad authority if it's evil we don't Okay, we have to have a discernment <clears throat> so that tells me I need to be careful about throwing my fits <laughs> I can do that can't I dear I've, I'm 67 I've spent a long time polishing that. Now I'm spending a lot of time getting rid of that. <clears throat> but you know what? I believe it's also telling me that I can read and learn more about my government and my relationship with them and learn how to better deal with things. Because my government is a little different. It is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. We are a little different nation, aren't we? That phrase was coined by Abraham Lincoln in his Gettysburg Address and is not in the Constitution or in the Bill of Rights, that phrase. But it is a good description of our government. You see, our Constitution is very different from virtually all other governments in that, for the most part, it limits what our government can do rather than what people can do. 
Tenth Amendment. If you guys don't know your, uh, I hear a lot of people talking about, I have my rights, I have my rights. And that comes from our Bill of Rights, which was formed shortly after they, uh, our Constitution was passed, they started working on this Bill of Amendment because that the people at that meeting made it clear that there had to be some more to further clarify our Constitution. So they did. And the First Amendment is what we're doing right now. We have the freedom to get together, congregate, and worship as we see fit. That's one of the fits that I've had about, you cannot sing. Stick that in your nose because I'm going to sing. The Bible says to sing, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So anyway, <clears throat> the Second Amendment, you guys know, that I kind of like that one, the right to protect yourself. All the way down to the Tenth Amendment. There were ten amendments in the original Bill of Rights, and that Tenth Amendment covers, it's the, like, what do they call in a contract? You have a safe, a save back clause in a contract that says if something else is wrong, all the rest of this is still in power. <clears throat> but anyway, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Did you get that? All the rights that are not spelled out in that Constitution allowing our government to do things belong to us. All the power that we have not granted to our Constitution, to our government, belong to us. We have that. And it's a huge responsibility. <clears throat> That's some kind of different. I like it. So, the fact that we have all this power, there's a, there was a movie, and I can't think of the name of it, it's about this guy that suddenly realizes he has superpowers and basically the whole movie is about him trying to learn how to do things with these superpowers and not cause more destruction than he, than he was trying to stop. You know, like when he they boom, jumps up, forms a huge hole where he was standing, gets up and if he overshoots a little bit, he crashes into a building and causes lots of, lots of damage there, you know. Uh, you got to be careful if you have a lot of Romans 13.2 says, Whosoever therefore resists the power resists the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. I don't want to be in that group. So, obey God. Obey what is right in our laws and in our Constitution. If you don't think that they're right, you better do your homework. You better pay attention. You better do some work. <clears throat> For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will you not then be afraid of the power 
do that which is good. If you don't want to get in trouble, don't break the law. You know, I've, I've heard all this stuff about having to be afraid of law enforcement. Not if you're not breaking the law. You generally don't have to be afraid. That was one of the first things my parents told my brother and I were talking here a little while back. Uh, we heard a siren and my mom pulled over. You know, and she said, whenever Whenever you hear a siren and it's behind you, you need to pull over. Now, we were little, okay? So I said, well, what if they're after you? Okay, we're used to watching shows where, it's, you know, it's okay to run from the police, you know, especially if you're, you know, you're trying to escape. You know, and she said, well, that's all the more reason to stop. Children don't have real good thinking. <clears throat> But that's the thing. There was, there's a, a Chris Rock had a, and I'm not going to repeat it because it's kind of salty, as we say. But he said, he, he, he made this video, how to not get stopped by the police. And this was his first statement, number one, obey the law. It worked for wonders. Anyway, if you'll do that, your chances of getting arrested go down a whole lot. <clears throat> Verse 4, for he, let's see, I'm sorry. Will, I'll finish 3, will you, if you don't want to be afraid, do that which is good. And then you shall have praise of the government and of the people that's out there to do that. For he is the minister of God to you for good. But if you do that which is evil, be afraid. For he bears not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil. They have authority, they have power, and they have the ability to back that up. And mostly I'm talking about police. But the government itself can bring, they can bring lots to bear on us. So it behooves us to do right. As a general rule, you see, government is there to protect its people from evil. But also remember this, God lifts up and he puts down those who are in power. So if he needs to get our attention, he can do that through who's in charge. I'm thinking that's where the statement that we get the government we deserve came from. You know, I've heard people, well, we get the government we deserve. But it's also about law enforcement. That's why I firmly believe they must be respected. They are ministers of God. And they are given the sword for a reason. If you're going to respect God, you best respect his ministers. Are all God's ministers perfect? Are any of God's ministers perfect? 
know. The only one I know that's perfect is Christ. <clears throat> that's why we prove all things. Just because they tell you something doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Wherefore, you must needs be subject to not only for breath, but also for conscience' sake. That's why God gave us one. Help, you know, ding, ding, what, what? <clears throat> Verse 6, for this cause pay you tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to, who cu to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. And honor to whom honor. We need to honor them. And if they are not deserving of that honor, we need to see that they are dealt with. Fulfilling the law through love. Romans 13.8 Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loves another has fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. If there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love works no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. And here's where I'm really struck as to this, mess, this passage today. And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. Our world is in serious disarray. The entire world, not just this nation, but this nation has a lot of problems. You know, there for a while things were sliding down. It's no longer sliding. It's on roller coaster, well-oiled wheels, and it is picking up speed. It's time to wake up. It's time to start working toward casting off that darkness and all their works. But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. That's what most folks want to do these days, what they want to do. We must be true children of God and ministers of Jesus working to cast off those works of darkness. Part of that is by working in the governmental framework that we are a part of. In the United States of America, we, we are the governing, governors of the government. They work for us, not the other way around. This time they were reminded of that, in my opinion. <clears throat> and how do we do that? We vote. That's the way our government works. It's set up that way. If you're a member of this government, if you're a citizen, 
you have a vote. And it's your responsibility to vote. It's your responsibility to make sure what you're voting for and who you're voting for. You have to do your due diligence. You have to pay attention. It's not my place to tell you how to vote. It's the responsibility of each of us to seek out information and strive to bring our nation into line with God's word, because that's the only thing that matters. He has given us that responsibility and authority. All authority is given by him, right? <clears throat> Daniel 2.20-22. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings, sets up kings. And at that time, that was pretty much all government. He gives wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. So if you want to be in the right place, get with him. That works for us too, you know. God has given us the power to rule our government. He can take that away too. We won't like the difference that makes.